Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale, and I am so honored to have with me Elisa Fuliano. Hello, everyone. Games athlete. Get to say that now every time you say your name. CrossFit Games athlete. Sorry? I get to call you CrossFit Games athlete now every yes. time I introduce you. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Every time I hear that, it's like, wow. <laughs> Right. So last time we talked to you was right before the games. You had just qualified. You had your big check behind you on the couch, letting everybody know that you made it to the games. Mm -hmm. So let's start there. You, you get to the States and you compete in your first ever CrossFit games. Mm -hmm. How was that experience? It's been amazing. I think it's been one of the best. Um, I really enjoyed that. I've, I stayed there like three weeks, one week before the games, just to adapt to the time zone and train a bit in, uh, in the US. Uh, then the week of the games, and then I took a week off just to have some holidays and uh, go around like Chicago and uh, that, that zone. And yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, um, I didn't want it to end. Like I, I felt like I was in a, in a dream and competing next to the best athletes in the world. It, it was like, yes, I couldn't believe it. Um, but actually once you're there, um, you know, they're just like human beings. So you only see them on social media and you think of them like they're like some sort of heroes and, or I don't know. And then when you're just next to them, um, you, you find out that they're just like you, they're just uh, normal people. And it's been amazing. So we, we talked to Ariel Lowen, who, when she was in doing elevated Elizabeth, she was in the same heat with Tia and Mal and all that stuff. And she told her family, you better get a picture of me out here with all these athletes so that I can save it forever. Did you ever feel like that? Like I'm out here with these legends and these heroes and how long did it take you to get over that? Um, I didn't realize it that I made it through the games until I was there. And yes, every time I went into the field and, and saw the crowd cheering, it was like, uh, goes, I had ghost bumped. Is that right? Like, yep. yeah. Perfect. And every picture I received from the photographer and people that was there, um, I really keep it like from, uh, in a, in a, in a folder in my phone. And every now and then I go look through them, like, uh, and remember those beautiful times that, um, I was there. Also, like maybe the reels on Instagram. Every now and then, I go on my profile and I go back to the reels and uh, re, re, 
uh, and see again the, the moment that I was there and uh, leave it another time. So I know that you enjoy photography and art. Have you framed anything from the games to hang on your wall? Um, not some picture, but some, like my boyfriend um, uh, for last Christmas uh, made me a gift and he put in a frame like my t-shirt with my name on it and the little coins that they gave us at the um, athlete's dinner and also the little the, the badge that i have uh like with me every time with my name on it and also the sign that was above the um, um the changing the changing room when we first get there and they gave us all the noble clothes. And so everything is um, like in this frame and is in the in my living room. So every time that I pass near, I remember of uh, the CrossFit Games experience, which was amazing. So we have a couple comments from the listeners and one is just saying hola from <laughs> Swain. Uh, and the other <laughs> is... Uh, isn't she Italian? How can she speak with just one hand free? Because we tend to believe that all Italians speak with their hands. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that is true. That is so true. Um, the fact is that I'm here with my phone, so I only have one uh, free uh, hand. The other one is uh, holding the phone, and that's why I'm not free to move as I want. <laughs> but yes, that that kind of stereotype is is true. I mean, we we used to uh, make lots of gestures while we we talk. So, um, so you're at the games. I know that the placing wasn't where you had hoped. We we talked beforehand that you were hoping to make the cut. Um, that didn't happen. But you had a little brief moment um, with. Uh, the skills, the skills challenge and elevated Elizabeth, where you had a nice little run. How are you feeling after those two events? Um, after the first day, I think I was 15th and I couldn't believe it. I mean, actually, I knew that the first day had the workouts where which were uh, most for me. So uh, the skill one and Elizabeth one. So I knew I could do well on those two. And mm, I knew I could do well in the leaderboard, but I didn't think that well. Like 15th place after day one was, was amazing. Was uh, way beyond my expectation. Then uh, as the days passed, I, I felt more and more tired. Um, and I think that that is what um, kind of make me sink in the leaderboard because at, at that time I was working full-time job so I didn't have the chance to train twice a day only two or three hours in the evening after the after the work so I was really tired and I wasn't used to that kind of volume in those days. Like I, I wasn't um, used to do workouts from the morning till the evening. 
And that's why the first day I was okay. The second day was still okay. Then from the third day, I was like dead. Like my muscle were not answering anymore. <laughs> and um, I think that's the reason why I, I sank more and more with the passing of the days. So we, I know that you have um, competed with and trained with Mathilde, Mathilde Garnas. And she was talking about that the jet lag was way worse than she thought it was going to be. The time change from Europe to the United States. Did you find the same thing? And would you do anything different? Mm, actually, it depends. I mean... I think they were eight hours different, but I think it depends on when you land, when you when you leave. And honestly, uh, on the way to the States, I didn't have any problems with the jet lag, uh, but I had them on the way back. So when I went back to Italy, it was really, really uh, worse. And so fortunately, at the, like when I went to the to the US, uh, I, I didn't have problems, so I could train well and yeah, I wasn't like confused. So you also mentioned that at the time you were working full time and only getting to train in the evening. Does that mean that you are no longer working full time? Yes, um, from last October, so after the games, I decided to, well, for the moment, I didn't, um, like, fired myself. I don't know. I, like, quit the job. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, I, it's kind of um, in pause. If, I don't know how it's in English, but you get a period of, um, so you're not working. You're not paid as well, and you're not working. And for the moment, it's, four months so in few weeks it's going to expire mid uh, mid february and i need to give them an answer so i have to decide if quitting my job or uh going back to it full time and honestly i think i think i will quit my job because um i decided that i want to uh, invest 100% in this uh, also because you know about um, RA so my, my disease rheumatoid arthritis and since I don't know how much time I will have from now on it, I like I mean competing in these high levels so I decided that I want to invest maybe two years two or three years and see where I can reach like mm, how far can i go and honestly in the last uh, like three months so i was not working i had the chance to train twice a day so in the morning like two or three time uh, two or three hours and also in the evening two or three hours and that really made the difference like it was only three months but i had the proof both in german throwdown that I wanted, and in Budapalooza that I I got seventh. Um, I think 
that was mostly because I got used to the to the volume, so to train more in uh, in one day, and so I want to keep doing this and see where I will get. So just to confirm, you have like a temporary temporary leave of absence. That's yes. uh, what we call here in the States, where your employer is allowing you to leave to try it out. And then you have just a couple weeks before you have to give them a final decision. Yes. And you are leaning toward going on hundred percent all in to your CrossFit career. Yes, exactly. Because um, I'm still young. I'm 26. So I think that in two years or three years, even if I want to go back to my old to my old job, I won't have problem finding a new one because I'm in a digital world, like I'm a digital designer. So nowadays this kind of job is uh, very required. And so I I was thinking that if I don't try now, I I won't try like never. So um, this is the right time. I'm young. I have all the um, the possible the possibility to do it and I want to do it. So Corey jumps in and says, your smile is infectious. It lights up your whole face. <laughs> Thank you. And I love that while you're working out, you smile so much, um, which is very um, unique uh, to the athletes competing. Yeah, people well, always tell me that and it's amazing because I don't know people always tell me your smile is, is amazing I've never seen yeah like you said athletes smiling so much but it's just natural I mean uh, and I love people telling me that because um, I, I, I like I'm happy if they notice it and yeah it's always nice to to hear that so I want to talk about the German throwdown you won you won that event what kind of what kind of confidence does that give you going into the next season you've changed your training habits and you win an event yes um before the german throwdown i knew that i wanted to do podium because i really felt much more confident uh and more mature and um yeah also because i trained like with the double session for the past uh two months i knew i could do well so for the first time because usually i'm a bit insecure but for the first time i knew that i could do podium in like german throwdown is one of the uh, most important uh, competition here in europe and so i went there I was so motivated to do well and I was totally focused on that also because yes, I, I, I didn't have the job like to, um, to get distracted. So, uh, my, my, my head was hundred percent on the competition and it was a surprise that I won the competition even before the final event. So before the final event, we were 10 athletes. And I had more than 10 points uh, from the second one. So basically I won the competition even before the, the final event. And that was a surprise. I mean, I 
I knew I could do well, but the first place and with so much advantage was um, really a surprise because I knew the level was very high. There were many semifinals athletes. And uh, yeah, it's been also confirmed like for me, like a, a good um, challenge for myself, proving that maybe this is the right direction. So you go into a last, I, I, I want to know what this feeling is like. You go into the last event knowing you had already won. Do you go full out or do you just savor the, the workout and enjoy it? How do you attack that last workout? Um, I do every workout giving my uh, 110%. Uh, in fact, I remember it was a really good workout. There were rings muscle up and many exercise with barbell, which um, are two things that I really like. So I wanted to go on the field and win that last event. I remember I was head to head with uh, Claudia Gluck, a French girl. And uh, mm, at, the, at the end of the workout, like we were, yes, head to head, to head like the same um point at the end she um like i lost i lost a ring muscular so um she was um like basically she she won the event for like few seconds but it, it's it's been amazing so i got a second place in the final event uh i was hoping for one because I wanted to end up with a first place, but it's all right. I mean, I had fun and I knew I, I had nothing to lose and it's been fun, yes. So on another note, Corey's asking, are you a Reebok athlete or do you just like the hoodie? Huge Nano fan here, I'm just curious. Um, kind of, yes. I have a collaboration with Reebok um from six, uh, five or six months I, I think um this is because i really love nano 2 they're my favorite shoes ever uh i think nano 2 are the best uh so far so uh they gave me some and so yes basically i thought mm, since i really love nano why can we have a collaboration? And so I wrote to Reebok Italy and we started a collaboration, which is going on so far. And so basically, yes, uh, they don't have like, at least here in Italy, a roster of athletes, but let's say we collaborate. Okay, cool. And that, that hoodie looks very comfortable. <laughs> yes. Also because here I'm in the gym, I just finished my second session and it's, it's really cold in here. So yes, it saves me. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, you also mentioned last time you were on the show that you were hoping to move your career path, maybe to more around sport, either coaching or maybe owning a gym or something like that. Do you, do you see yourself still going down that path? Um, in these past months, I've got the chance to do some uh, class here, here in, the, in the, the gym where I train. 
but I think it's kind of not for me because I found out that I've, I've got no patience at all. So <laughs> when I see someone that is not able to do something, like instead of telling him, no, you have to do this instead of this, like I got nervous and <laughs> I, I cannot, mm, yeah, I, I found out it's not for me actually. So maybe, I don't know, I want to do the athletes. I really love training. That's what I love the most. And I love compete and I love working hard. So basically, I don't know what I will do in the future. I don't think also I will want to open a gym. Um, so basically, I'm, mm, I have to a path to follow maybe the first one is helping my coach for uh, with his program so the mantra program which is the one that i i follow um made by my coach so it would be nice to helping him doing stuff like maybe but actually i already help him with the uh, with the graphics for instagram for example or if we have to organize some camp stuff like that, I, I give him a hand and I really like that. Or the other path is just going back to what I was doing. So going back to my old job because actually I really liked it and I've studied years for that. So it would be also a pity not to uh, continue that. Or maybe, so I don't know what will happens in the future but maybe i will find another like a third way which is not in these two options that maybe will suit most uh, better and and just to remind our audience your job your full-time job before this temporary leave was digital design of yes. like apps and websites and things like that and you could still do that around sport right like combine the two passions in your life into one yes actually i'm doing it still for the mantle program my yes the, the program that i follow uh we have an app where my coach load the um, uh, the program for the week and i helped building that that app so it's the one which athletes go on and see the workout of the day they can insert the score they can uh, see the leaderboard between all the athletes following that programming and you can insert your pr and see some graphs that shows you if you're doing good or if you like if you're um if your pr is going up or is going down and so you have many features in this app and i helped uh developing it so i'm kind of doing it so maybe we'll see in the future if there will be more possibility like so to, to, to combine my job and sport do you use that same app for your programming my my the app yeah, do you use it as an athlete? Oh, uh, yes, yes. So how self-critical are you of your design? Mm, I kind of like it. I mean, it has to be functional. 
and it is functional but if if it has some problems like if um some of the athletes who trained here in the gym where i where i train tells me maybe this is not working correctly or maybe i i want the app um doing this or that can we add these features i can i can do it so i can i can also tell the developer to implement that feature and so it's always evolving all right so let's talk about something fun uh Wadapalooza, you just competed there a week and a half ago yes it's been amazing you, you took seventh uh in the elite female division Mm -hmm. Um, so first of all, how much lead time did you give yourself to, for the, to compete here in the States again? So did you leave early to come or did you come right before the competition? Um, I arrived in Miami on Saturday and the competition was going to start on Thursday. So four or five days before, and this time as well, I didn't, have problems with the jet lag but i have them on the way back so still now i'm having troubles like i i fell asleep at two or three in the night uh even if i i get back like five or six days ago um so fortunately again uh i didn't have the problem going to the states but i have them on the way back um so yes again like the games we we went there actually this year at Budapalooza there were many Italians so we were staying together in a big house we were I think nine athletes and we we shared all the experience uh most of them actually were doing team I was the only one doing um individual but it's been fun I mean at the evening we we talked about the day, how we went, the workouts, and it's been good. So was it like summer camp? Like here in the States, we have summer camps where kids go off and hang out with other kids uh, for a week where they sleep in bunks and, and do all that. Do you, is that what it was like, like hanging out with your friends who all have uh, the same passion? Yes, kind of, yes. Then the, the house was, was amazing. There, were, uh, there was the ping pong. So we always played at the evening just to also lower the tension and um, yes, just to have fun and not, not thinking about the, the competition. That's great. Um, so on the floor, you it was kind of like the best of times, the worst of times for you. You had five top five finishes, but you had a couple finishes that were a little bit below that. Um, yes. So what did you learn from your experience that you need to attack uh, in the upcoming months? Um, so I, I knew that, for example, swimming part was really bad for me. And I learned that from the games and also because I knew I suck as swimming. So for the past, <laughs> uh, for the past month, I went two times a week uh, with a coach uh, for uh, swimming. So um, he told me 
various techniques, how to breathe and stuff like that. And I have to say that um, it's not that, like, I know I, I don't suck so much anymore at swimming. So I was afraid of a swimming workout in Budapalooza, but uh, it was not like the worst. Um, it was not my best, of course, but I worked on that weakness and I've got my results. Instead, I know that I have to work for all those, um, for all that that concern my back because um, um, I think I'm a bit weak in my back. So all things like sandbag or D-ball or deadlift and stuff, stuff like that, I know I'm not good at it. So I know um, that I have to work on that. And I already started because yesterday I did. Also wall ball are not good for me. And I already started practicing them, trying to get them better. And yes, basically... I know which are my weaknesses and I'm, I'm working on them like to make them better. Yeah, my first thought on the swimming workout was last time you were on, you stated how much you do not like wall balls because you are of a shorter frame. Yes. And that wall balls are not your favorite. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and then they add it to swimming. Yes, that's that's the reason why I really hated that workout. I mean, two of the worst things that like I hate the most put together. And um, actually, they revealed it was heavy wobble and heavy rope. Like after five days, they released the workout. So at the beginning, we all thought it was regular wobble, like six kilos and regular double unders and that would have been less hard but then when uh, they announced it, it was um heavy wobble and a heavy rope it was like oh my god mm, i have to do them with, with with swimming so i knew it was going to be bad also because it was nine kilo was wobble and because it was after the swimming the, the ball was all wet, so also it slipped in your hands. And I've seen also that other many other girls have to break them, like um, doing set of four or five wall balls. They couldn't keep them in their hands because it was slip, slip uh, wet. Yeah. And, um, but yes, actually the worst workout was the one with the D-ball. Uh, cleaned and debole carry. Um, I didn't. I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but my back was like screaming, and I couldn't walk afterwards. But yes, the thing is that you can be good in many workouts, but you have to pay attention to the the bad ones, like the, the which are the ones that really make you sink in the leaderboard because yes i've i've finished uh in the top five uh five times but because of two workouts um i went down like 
actually I hoped I could I could have stayed in the top five at the end um, because after day one I was third or fourth maybe um, but I didn't expect that some of workout some of the workouts were really that bad and they would have like make me yes sink in the leaderboard. Yeah, I. It's funny because um, event was it event three and three A and three B. Three A, you finished second. Three B, thirtieth. Yeah. So it kind of like washed each other out. Yes, I, I knew that I had to do well in the in the first part because the second part was not for me. And that's that's what I basically did. Uh, I gave my 100% on the first one, which was uh, very quick and short, and I knew I could do well because I hope to compensate like with the second one. And actually, I did it, but I didn't expect to to finish third. Um, 31th on the first, on the second part and same thing for the final event which was part a and part b uh in the part b so the isabel with the barpies uh in, in the middle i finished fifth i think but the first one was so hard like i think we in europe don't we're not so used to do the bench press i know that in america is a lot more uh, common to do it and so like there was a time I couldn't move the dumbbell from my um, my knee to like top position to start the exercise it was so heavy and it was also second day of competition so uh, I was a bit tired but still I, I know that I have to work on that so I already started, like the wall, <laughs> and um, so yesterday I did bench press with uh, heavy dumbbells. And but yes, I also had some big satisfactions. I mean, on the first event, I I finished second, like for for less than a second, and also in the in the one with the torso bar, I finished second. Uh, with less than a second of difference from the first one. Um, it's Yeah, I was, I was really surprised how much the bench press played a role mm. because <clears throat> my current gym, we bench, gosh, it feels like we bench press once a week. At my old gym, we never bench pressed. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I think whatever you put an emphasis on, so my current gym, I'm at Christy O'Connell's gym mm -hmm. and she's a games athlete and we work on bench press. My old gym was not a games athlete owned and we never did bench press. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't used to that and um, I didn't think it was so hard, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't just you. I, like a lot of people struggled with that bench press. It was really yeah. heavy. I also saw in the in the mail um, heat that some famous male like Krennikov was struggling with the dumbbells, and many others were 
having difficulty to to move them like they were really heavy like i think it was 36 kilos per dumbbell um so yes quite quite heavy yeah but i really like the workouts like in general i i love the the whole world like the whole competition workouts they they were fun yeah it was fun seeing you out there in the lead on a lot of things you really had a great weekend so i want to i want to move a little bit to your rheumatoid arthritis we talked about that last time mm -hmm. with all the travel you've done and now increasing the volume of your training does that affect your arthritis at all or are do you have it under control or have you learned new new ways to control it Mm, for the moment, everything is under control. I mean, I don't have pain anymore. Just when I'm really, really, really stressed, um, I feel like it's not pain. It's lighter than pain. But mm, like 95% of, of the days, I'm, I'm fine. And I'm really, really happy for that. I changed therapy last April and I have to say that this is working um, because I know there are many therapies and I know that you have to find the one that um, best work for you. Like there, there are like 15 and maybe you have to change it like five, uh, five six or seven times in order to find the one that really works for, for your case. And for the moment, I am in the. Um, I just did like, like two attempts, and for the moment, everything is under control. So I'm really happy for that and really grateful. Also, I know that um, nutrition affects that as well. So I know there are some foods that I have to avoid, and. So there are some elements that uh, make the, the pain increase. Um, but the, the news is that now I'm kind of under a medical trial. I don't know how to call it, but I'm under control. So every, I don't know, maybe five or six months, I'm going to do uh, some like scan of my joints. I don't know what's the word in English. So that the, yeah, the, I think that's the, it. Yeah, I think you were right on. Okay. So doctors can because, you know, it's just a theory that CrossFit um, make the, the arthritis worse. So now with this trial, we're trying to understand in reality, if this is really tr true, I mean, I I will be scanned every six months. Uh, for example, in my wrists, in my feet, in my knees, and all the joints, to see if they're really like deteriorating, if they're getting worse, or if they're quite the same. So, I'm a bit more. Um, uh like Optimi this optimistic yes but like um calm like 
Um, okay, calm. Yes, because I know that if my joints are going to get worse, I I will know it, and so I will I will just stop or maybe reduce um, my activity. Um, but this this kind of trial make me stay a bit more calm because. Um, of course, health comes first. So if I see that my joints are really deteriorating, um, I will decrease my activity and I will step back. But until I can, so, I will do. I will give my hundred percent to to this because it really makes me happy, and I don't want to stop. <laughs> So Roman's training partner is in the chat and he said that he and Roman did dumbbell bench workout yesterday with 70 pounds. So probably that 30 some kilograms and it moved a lot easier than it did at Wada, Wada Palooza. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was funny. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in the chats are asking about diet. Have you tried different diets um, with the rheumatoid arthritis or are you just trying to avoid certain foods? Um, I have many people that write to me, for example, on the Instagram, asking me for um, advice or information, stuff like that. And many people tell me that they follow a precise diet. But um, actually, I'm not following a precise diet. I just know that there are some uh, aliments that um make the pain increase so i just try to avoid them and for the moment i'm i'm okay uh if the pain will come back maybe i will try to follow maybe one of the, the diets that are suggested but until i can follow the one that i follow like for for years i prefer to mm, to do that because i don't want to like to you don't want to mess up what's going on yes yes yeah so what i find fascinating is i listened back to our first interview and your quote in there was that you wanted to kind of go all in because you didn't know what your expiration time was yes and you thought at the time was 2 years when we talked today, you said two to three years and we're almost a year later. Mm. So with the new therapy, are you more confident that you have a little bit more time than you originally thought? Uh, yes, because when we thought, uh, when, we, when we talked, um, I had changed the new therapy like maybe three or four months so it's been very a very short time that I had to change it because my pain went back so I was not so optimistic but now that seven or eight months passed and I didn't have pain in these months that really made me more optimistic about the future and Mm, so yes, you're right. I said two years, seven months ago, but it's like like 
when the satisfactions come, like all the, um, the results come, uh, you get more hungry and then you don't want to stop. So if the situation is freezed like, like it's today, um, like I think I will go on more and more, but I, I don't know um, how it's going to be because there are not, not that I know, uh, many athletes um, competing at high level with rheumatoid arthritis. I think I'm kind of an exception. Also, I'm talking about uh, also other sports, not only CrossFit. I think there was a tennis, uh, a girl who had rheumatoid arthritis, but she had to retire to, like, to, to stop doing tennis professional because of that. So basically, um, I'm the only case that I know that is doing uh, high-level sport with rheumatoid arthritis. So I don't, honestly, I don't know how this is going to behave, how is it's going to evol evolve. Um, every day is a surprise. So I live day by day and hoping that this will, will last as long as possible. Have you ever thought about, because I look at you as such an inspiration to people out there who are struggling every day and you're showing them what is possible. Have you ever thought about writing a book or telling your story in, in some sort of way? Mm, I was, I was thinking about a book, but also was thinking that I really suck at words uh, <laughs> and so talking and in general uh, express myself like I'm not good at it as you can see but maybe yes I think there can be maybe other ways to to spread this to make this uh, like I want to be an inspiration for all those who have maybe other health issues, other disease, um, proving that you don't have to give up like early. Um, I went against my family like will. They all want me to stop when I found out about arthritis. Also, my mom, who is the, the person I love the most, that is um, like we're best friend. And it's really important for me to have her approval in everything I do. But when she wanted me to stop, like I was, for a moment, I was going to follow her advice because, as I said, she's uh, the person I love the most that always uh, advised me and suggest me to do things. But at the same time, I, I love all this too much to, to give up, to give it up. So I went against her, her will. And at the moment, I'm kind of happy to have done that, all, even if it's been so hard because everyone was telling me, you have to stop, you have to give up, you're, you're going to... Um, to be in such a pain, you're going to be like invalid maybe for the rest of your life. But 
at the moment I didn't care and at the moment I have I'm happy that I went against my friends and my family's will I don't know if one day I will regret this but I think I'm living the best days and the best experience of my life so I don't want to stop as I said and I will go as long as my body will allow me to do that so gosh I have a couple questions here after all of your success Good making it to the games, winning the German throwdown, top 10 finish at Wadapalooza. Is there still, do you, does your family still want you to stop? Mm, actually, they're seeing how happy I am while I'm doing competitions and all the results and satisfaction that I, I get. That actually now they, don't care. I mean, of course, they're worried about my health, but they see that I'm happy and that I don't have pain. So I think they're kind of letting me live in my dream as long as I can. And so now they're supporting me and they, they're they happy I went against them, even if it's what, it was hard. And so no basically now that they're supporting me so in addition to that you said that the rheumatoid arthritis is worse in stressful situations that had to be stressful knowing that you're going against your family to do what you loved so in a way it was probably creating more pain because of the stress you were undergoing at that time Yes, that, that's true. So it's kind of paradox, but mm, <sighs> like I didn't care. Like I lived my whole life doing sport, and now that I have the chance to live as a professional professional athlete, it was kind of my dream. And I felt like I wanted to go against everyone to just to follow my dream and the thing that I wanted to do that make me happy. Um, even if I have to stop like in one year or I don't know when I like, I'm, I'm grateful to myself that I was able to stand up and went against, um, my family and my friends will, uh, because this allowed me to live one of the best experiences I have ever had. And it, it's amazing. Well, and it shows that you have the heart of a champion because you are willing to stand up for what you believed in and what you wanted. And that translates to being an elite athlete. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So one last question about the stress. The bad thing about being an elite athlete is your most stressful time mm -hmm. is in the biggest moments, right? Um, at the CrossFit Games, at Wadapalooza. Mm -hmm. How do you... How do you control the, you said it's not pain, it's just short of pain. Yes. How do you control that and still be able to perform at your best? And now I'm mm. Italian because I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I mean, I know that, of course, everyone is stressed 
when there is a competition because you know that you have to do uh, to give your best so i know that if i'm too stressed i will have like slight pain so i try to free my mind not to stress too much because i know that if i'm stressed i will not be at my 100% and i always want to be at my 100% that's why mm, i always try not to think about what worries me but to think instead of about what mm, what i'm confident at so always trying to see the positive sides and not the negative sides because as i said i want to be at my best always and if um being at my 100% means not be stressed i try not to be stressed so in the last couple of minutes we have just a couple of questions about the upcoming season you you have a change in europe with one massive semifinal does that help hurt or not make a difference to you um i think it's going to be like a war like everyone in the same field uh, craving for those five place i don't know i don't know actually how many places will be because I know there are five for sure, and maybe some more um, basing on the ranking. Yeah. But I think this scared me a little bit, not like being everyone all together and not 30 and 30. But um, also because if we look at my results in Budapalooza, uh, if there are if there are going to be workouts where um, I will I won't be good. If we're sixty and not thirty, there is more chance that I will go down more than like you know if if we were thirty. So this scares me a bit, but it will be also it, it will also be amazing because every huge athletes like hero athletes will be there and will be for sure a wonderful event so i don't know i think i will have to know for sure the exact number of how many athletes will pass will advance to the crossfit games in order to understand if this will stress me or not i mean it, yeah. i i i hope Mm, they're not going to be less than 10. So like uh, last year, also because Europe is one of the strongest country in CrossFit, like in the, in the games, in the CrossFit um, behind America. So um, I hope, I really hope that we're not going to have less than 10, 10 spots. And then we'll see. Yeah, from everything I'm hearing, Europe actually stands a chance of getting more than 10 um, because it's such a strong female field. Mm -hmm. um, I hope so. The other, the other, the other advantage you have is exposure. You're now a pro athlete and this is your job and 
you're going to be out there on the floor with the best of the best. And optimistically speaking, when you crush it, you're going to get a lot more noticed than you would uh, like you did last year. And that can only help you from a sponsorship perspective. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. So, so let's optimistically think you're, you're going to, what are your goals for the season? Is it to get back to the games? Yes, it would be amazing. Also because I learned so much from the past ones. And so I know how to face them more strong and uh, in, a, in a better way in the case uh, I will have the chance to go back. I will be um, more well prepared to, to face them. So I really, really hope to get back to the games. If you make it back to the game, let when you make it back to the games, <laughs> what would you do different this year than you did last year? Mm, one thing for sure. I, I I know it's not much, but it can make the difference. Is that last year we had the house we were staying very far from the competition floor, so we. We, we were forced to stay all day in the competition floor in the warm-up area with the athletes where were, um, there was the music, there was really cold because of the air conditioning and you never really rest between one workout and the other one. So one thing I would do differently will be get the house near to the competition floor so that maybe after each workout you, you have the chance to go back to the house and chill and really rest instead of staying dead there. Also because your head, like to, to free your head for a bit and rest as you, as you can, the best as you can. And so this is one thing and I think, well, now, since I'm training morning and evening, I will be um, much capable of supporting high volumes and in like for several days in a row. And yeah, I don't know, th th these things, we will learn much and we know that we would have made things differently if we, uh, we will go back to the games. So I just, gosh, so I think that makes a ton of sense. So as physically demanding as the week is, the mental is just as hard and you really have to focus on that. Mm -hmm. And you weren't able to do that because you couldn't get away for periods of time. Uh, yes. Like I remember that we stayed there from the seven in the morning until the nine and a half in the evening. So it's like 14 hours uh, where when you never like free your mind or really rest um, or maybe eat as you should. So like I'm, I'm Italian. So for example, if I had the house near the competition floor, I would have gone to the house and make a pasta, for example, instead of bread and 
chicken, I don't know. Um, so yeah, these things that put together maybe would have been, uh, would have done the difference. Yeah, those are the hours I kept and I wasn't working out four times a day and mm -hmm. it was tough. So I can't imagine how it, the toll it took on you. Well, yeah. Alisa, as always, you are so charming and mm -hmm. the games need your smile. So <laughs> we will be rooting that you make it to the games this year. Um, so good luck on that. And we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Thank you guys. You're really kind. Bye guys. We'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Bye. <laughs>